This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to have on the podcast, Justin Holcomb. Justin is a minister and seminary professor of theology and apologetics. Justin has also authored, co-authored, or edited more than 20 books on numerous topics. He and his wife, Lindsay, have co-authored the award-winning children's book, God Made All of Me, and most recently, God Made Me in His Image. I hope you'll check out both of these books. Justin and Lindsay also have two daughters, ages 10 and 12, and I'm just so glad to have you on the podcast. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Uh, love what you're doing and happy to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Absolutely. So what verses do you have for us today? Well, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So at least for me, this is a very familiar verse and actually one I don't think anybody's covered yet on this podcast. So I'm glad we went here. Let's start by just putting this verse in your own words. If you were to paraphrase this, Justin, what would that sound like? If you tell the truth about how you don't honor God and love other people, God's actually happy to forgive you. And if he doesn't forgive you, he's not doing what he promised. Hmm. And he's going to forgive you. And he's going to not just forgive you, but take away the consequences as far away from you as possible in the sins. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going as short as possible, but uh, <laughs> I can, I'm happy to unpack. But if, if we tell the truth about our behavior of right. not loving God and loving our neighbor, hmm. he takes care of the consequences at his own expense. So we don't have to carry the burden of those consequences. He takes it on himself. That's just, that's why it's just, it's dazzling. That's why it stands out as a, my, as soon as I was invited to pick a verse, this one just jumped out to me as a, the place where I have to go. And as we'll unpack, it's almost crazy what this verse is saying, but we'll explain that in a little bit. Okay, so it's a nice teaser there to more to come, so stay tuned. So for now, though, your recent book about God making us in his image, that just ties right in with where this verse is going, is God is restoring uh, his intention for the people that he's made. Can, can you go there a minute and connect those dots? Like, how does 1 John 1, 9 fit with this book that you've written about being made in God's image? Sure, uh, happily, because that phrase, we're made in God's image, comes from Genesis, and before, before Adam and Eve sinned, uh, there's a whole, there's, there, that's in Genesis 3. Well, there's two other verses. So there's the good stuff before the bad stuff of Genesis 3 and sin, right. which is that we humans are made in God's image. And what did God say about us as image bearers of God, that, that his creation is good? And we made humans. So he would say on day one, day two, day three. So everything, on every day of creation, uh, God would say, and it was good. It is good. You got the humans, and he said, humans are good, good, extra good, very good. It's, it's emphasized. And so there's something special about humans because we do bear God's image. We reflect what God is like. So we were made, in some sense, like God. Uh, of course, we're creatures. We're not, uh, we haven't existed forever. We're not all powerful, but we're like God in some way because it says we are in the Bible. And we were also meant to be in relationship with God. And so it was meant to be. Um, a relationship of peace and 
and joy and blessing that he blessed us with eat anything you want. I mean, it's, it's, the image is actually uh, a king who invited, as in his backyard, he has this wonderful outside garden and he has a table spread out and he's like, hey, eat anything you want. And the king is really hospitable and gracious and extravagant. He said, hey, there's there's one tree I don't want you to touch and eat it. And well, not, no, not touch because that's what the serpent said. He said, I don't want you to eat from that tree. Right. And instead of going, we're so happy with all of this wonderful bounty and meal and extravagance you've given us, they run over to the one tree from which they're not supposed to eat. Well, that's a good picture of the violation of sin. I mean, it, sin is a breaking of that relationship, a relationship of blessing and gift and peace. And basically Adam and Eve just said, we want to do it the way we want to do it, not the way you want to do it. And that's that was Adam and Eve just saying no as firmly as they could to God. And then God said, well, I'm not going to take that as your answer. I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to get back in relationship with my creatures who I called good, good. Cause right now you're not good, good right now. Uh, evil things come from, in, from your, your thoughts and your actions and your words. And they, they are more, they're dark and they're like the serpent, but you weren't made to follow the serpent. You were made to eat at this table with me and I'm going to get that back. And so he, the rest of the Bible is a story of getting that back. First John 1, 9 is a picture of getting that back. God wants his creation back. He's mm -hmm. going to get it back. So let me read it again. This is the first letter written by the apostle John. First chapter, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he, and that he is God, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Justin, in the just few minutes we have remaining here, what do you think this verse motivates us to do? What should it motivate us to do? Confess our sins. It is We are motivated because, I mean, think about this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, meaning he is faithful to his promise. He will 100% on his own word, but he's also just, or as the passage you said, righteous. He's just to forgive us of our sins. That doesn't actually make sense. This is the crazy part of the verse. Like, how is it just for God to treat someone as if they're innocent when they're not innocent? Right. We're not innocent. It's not just. It's not how we think of justice. If if we saw someone who was guilty and the judge said, don't worry about it, there's no consequences. We would say that's the opposite of justice. Can't let guilty people go free. There's consequences for these things. But because Jesus Christ took the consequences and penalty of sin, but also because he was completely obedient to the law of God, we have a great thing happening. So it would be unjust because the penalty was paid for by Jesus, because Jesus paid for the penalty of our sin. It would actually be unjust of God to give the penalty of sin to Jesus and then take a double payment from us. That would not be fair. And so that's the neat part of the story is that wow. it's unjust of God to not forgive us if Jesus paid for our sins and we confess them. And he doesn't just forgive us. He also cleanses us. So we're guilty, but we're also, the language is defiled or filthy or dirty. Mm -hmm. we're, we're dirty from what sin does to us. And so he forgives us of our guilt, but he also removes the, the, I'll use a technical phrase, icky feelings that come from <laughs> sin. Um, like I feel guilty, but I also just feel bad or shameful. And he fixes both of those. So what this motivates me to do is to, when I feel 
like I have violated my relationship with God instead of just kind of sitting there moping around in my, my guilt and shame. It goes, wait a second. He wants me to come confess because he, he wants to forgive me and he wants to cleanse me of my, the, the, the filth that comes from sin. And so it's a great motivation because just like with I'm married. And so if I sin against my wife, because I feel bad, I create distance. I'm ashamed. So I kind of stay away from her. If I, if I sin against my kids, by the way, I talk to them or yell at them, I, I feel embarrassed. And so I create distance. And what this tells us is that when we sin against God, we don't need to create distance. It's the opposite. He's actually inviting us to come and confess and say exactly what we did, which is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, confessing is just to say the same thing or to agree with or to admit. Just, just God, I'm admitting that I sinned. And that's a hard, that's actually, it takes a lot of humility to do that. But I mean, how wonderful of these consequences of what happens when we do that. We literally just have to say the truth about what we did and trust in Christ and our sins are forgiven and we are declared righteous because Jesus took the penalty of sin, but he also was obedient and he followed the law of God perfectly. He loved God and loved neighbor perfectly. And so we're treated as if we were perfect. And the Bible says, if you have faith in Christ, you're pure, perfect, righteous, and holy. That's, that's what I said early on. This, this verse is saying some unbelievable things. That's not how the world usually works. So if Genesis 1 and 2 open up and climax with good, good, by the time we get to the end of the Bible, this is great, great. So what <laughs> incredible news that Jesus has done for us. Justin, I've loved having you on the podcast and you're pointing us to 1 John 1, 9. Could you just close our time by praying this verse for all of us? Holy and gracious Father, we thank you that you are holy and righteous, but we also thank you that you are gracious and that you have given us the promise, the 100% guarantee that if we confess our sins and trust in the work of your son, Jesus Christ, and who he is and what he's done on the cross and his resurrection, that you are going to be faithful and do the right thing by not charging our sins against us because you already charged them to Jesus Christ. So we thank you that you will forgive us of our sins and that you will also remove the shame that comes from those sins. In your Son, our Lord's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.